Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Thursday morning MV Pro Call and 2024. I almost said 1924. <laughs> I don't know what's happened here, but in the first call of 2024. Um, so welcome everybody live, as well as those of you listening to this via recording, which of course you can do by subscribing to Motor Vitality on whatever podcast application you happen to use or by visiting MotorVitality.com, where you can listen to years and years and years worth of archives, including last year's. So starting a new series, the 2024 series, and this is episode one of the 2024 series. So thanks everybody for coming. I know that it's a a uh, short week and it kind of throws everybody, you know, some kind of schedules get all thrown off and and uh, not to mention that people are just crazy busy coming back after the holidays and, and stuff like that. And so I appreciate everybody being here live. Um, we are going to start the call off the way I do pretty much every week, which is by asking, is there anything anybody learned this week that you wish you had known before? Uh, or the, over the last couple of weeks that you wish you had known before, anything that happened that's worthy of sharing with other professionals across the country or anything we can help you with, any questions you might have. Anybody? Well, that makes it easy. <laughs> so um, I do want to say uh, I actually have the next two weeks uh, scheduled and planned. So the next two weeks' topics, next week we are going to delve into the Consumer Reports uh, magazine. Uh, the latest issue has a pretty in-depth article about point-of-use drinking water systems. They rate them. They talk about them. Um, and it, it's interesting sometimes to see articles written by people outside of our industry. And um, so we're going to delve into that and talk about it. If you have a chance to read it between now and next week, I would encourage you to do so so that we can have a discussion. Otherwise, we'll sort of review it and go through it. Has anybody read that so far? Has anybody had a chance to see that article so far? So it's Consumer Reports. It, I, we uh, actually just – I just saw the issue yesterday. It came in the mail um, from a, uh, actually Michelle. It was Michelle's copy. So uh, she brought it to my desk. So um, we're going to talk about I that think, next week. I think I have the copy from, gosh, it was probably 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, so – yeah. Yeah, I, yep. I recently came across that as I was cleaning some some stuff in my uh in in my drawers and stuff like that in my file cabinets and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh, wow." So that that would be kind of interesting to also compare the two. Now, can you find you know, it online, Kelly? Oh, I doubt it. I mean, if you pay it's a, you know, Consumer Reports is paid, right? So oh, okay. um so you I'm sure you can. Um, but I think you have to subscribe to that one. You know what, Jen? I might I might be able to see it through my subscription if I can log in and get it. And if I can, I'll download it and and we'll we'll send it out to whoever's. Uh, you know. I don't know if we can do that. I don't know that's yeah. legal. Yeah, no. they because it's a paid subscription, so I don't I don't know if we can do that. Is it um, the December or the but, January issue? January, I'm, January, yes, January issue. Yeah. So it would be interesting, though, because I think I have a copy of that one 
that came out 20 years ago too, Jen. That would actually be kind of interesting to go back and compare what they're saying about it. Right. You know, um, that was that might be kind of interesting. So so anyway, we're going to talk about that next week. We'll we'll delve into that, and then in two weeks we're going to. Uh, we had a suggestion from Scott from Alabama to talk about coliform bacteria, and I'm trying to line up a guest. Um, but even if we don't have a have a guest, we're I'm going to um, do some research. And we're going to have a conversation about how to test for it, when to test for it, what to look for, what it what it indicates, what it means. Um, so we're going to talk about coliform bacteria in two weeks. Um, so uh, next week, Consumer Reports, and two weeks, coliform bacteria. Wow, look at that. We have – that's kind of amazing. I'm starting the year off. Of course, that will probably be the last time that happens this year that, that we have, like, scheduled way in advance like that because normally it's Michelle or, or Jen or somebody the day before the call going, what's the topic tomorrow? I don't know. I'll figure it out in the morning. <laughs> so, so, but we actually have the topics for the next uh, um, the next two weeks after today. So please uh, put that on your calendar and join us. Um, okay, so today's topic, uh, you know, it, it uh, Michelle came and asked me, okay, what's you know, what do I send out? And I was like. I, I had just had a conversation, I think, with you, Nicole, um, that uh, following our conversation, and, and I remember saying during the conversation, Phew, it's January now. It's kind of nice. And and uh, what I meant by that was, and it, this happens every year, and I don't know if it happens for everybody else, but I enjoy the holidays. I like the holidays. I I think they're they're nice, you know, especially if you remember what they mean, you know, starting with Thanksgiving and, and being able to reflect on all the things that you're thankful for and, the, and you know, that um, that are good and, and wonderful in your life, you know, and and uh, but then, uh, you know, the the Christmas season or the, the holiday season following, you know, it really it, it honestly, it doesn't matter what religion a person is, they the the core um the the core theme of the the entire you know whether it's christmas or hanukkah or 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 you know whatever holiday you're you're celebrating the core theme is giving you know it's about giving to others and and sacrifice and and those types of things and i love that i love looking for ways to to give and to you know to really focus on on sacrifice and those types of things. That's so I, I appreciate that. On the other hand, it's very busy and it's hustle and bustle. And you know, many of the conversations you have tend to be, yeah, we're going to do that after the holidays or we'll do that after the first of the year. And, and a lot of people, you know, it's sometimes hard to get in touch with people because you know, to schedule them, they're planning Christmas parties or holiday parties, or they're going on vacation or they've got family coming in the town. And I remember that, you know, it was when I was in sales, December was always my busiest month. I mean, it was, for some reason, was always, I mean, just consistently the best month of the year for me. And mostly it was because everybody was trying to get into their new homes or they did have family coming in and they wanted to get the water fixed before the family came in. You know, I mean, I, you know, what's the difference between in-laws and outlaws? 
uh, outlaws are wanted, right? And but um, many of them uh, had their in-laws coming to stay with them. And I have multiple times that people, I can't listen to my mother-in-law complain one more time about our water. We're fixing it. All right. (laughs) I suspect she's still going to complain about something, but, uh, but let's get your water fixed for you. And, you know, one last thing. Um, There were lots and lots of times there. I also, it was also really busy, tended to be really busy because people were home. They were off. And so, it was not uncommon to be able to have appointments between, you know, between the holidays um, and, uh, you know, because people were home. Now, we've discussed that before, that it's changed a little bit. A lot more people are home now than they used to be uh, just because you still have people working from home, a lot more time flexibility and, and stuff like that. Not not always, but but the one thing about the holiday season, and I don't know if you guys have experienced this or not, is that it it's so busy and so hectic that um, it, it you know, things get missed sometimes. Uh, follow-ups sometimes can get missed. Uh, the, you know, we're just so distracted um, that when January comes and things kind of get back to normal, um, it's almost like a, all right, phew. You know, it's why it's why everybody sets their New Year's resolutions, which we'll talk about here in a second uh, as well. But, you know, everybody sets their new after the holidays. I'm going to I'm going to kick in and I'm going to do this. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to you know do whatever. Um, And it's because it's easier to focus on that stuff. You know, we don't have another holiday coming that disrupts everything until Easter, I don't think. You know, there's there's not really that big that big holiday that's gonna and even Easter is just you know Friday you know it's just a just a long weekend um, you know you, so for the next three months people are focused you know they're they're working they're home they're they're able to you don't have those those scheduling conflicts that um, you know all over the place I mean it's We've just finished the end of the year for, I don't know if this is the case for you guys, and I'm kind of curious about this, but, you know, starting with October, things tend to get very hectic. Actually, maybe even starting with September because people are going back to school, you know, you have those last-minute vacations, summer vacations, and then you have, you know, October and people are getting ready, but especially the last two months of the year to where when January comes – for me in particular, I I look at it and I go, all right, now we can now we can get this stuff done. Now we can work on this. This is what we have to do now. What do you guys think? Am I off on this, or does everybody sort of feel that same that same feeling? Is this is this exclusive to, to the way my brain works? I completely agree, Kelly. I I feel like, yeah, December is always so crazy busy with trying to prepare for the holidays. And then, you know, then you have family and, um, you know, coming in and leaving or you're going and visiting and just the prep of everything. And I can tell you, like, you know, the weekend of New Year's, I was so glad that New Year's um, Day was, like, on a Monday because it was a long weekend 
and I was able to go through and just deep clean the house and clean out closets and just it was so refreshing to have just a couple of days that you could work on stuff like that instead of you know trying to Christmas shop and and wrap and and decorate and prepare food and everything else so no I agree it, it's nice to kind of have that okay now I can go full force yeah, I. Anybody else have that feeling? What do you guys think? Uh, actually, for me, I think it starts right before Thanksgiving. So I, I back back it up into November, absolutely. And it just yeah. seems to be like a, you know, craziness from that point forward till after the New Year. So, so now comes the part about resolutions, right? And because this is the part that everybody always says, after the first of the year, I'm going to do this. And, and you know, you can, it's like you, you're able to focus on it without all those distractions. One of the things that I always find interesting, um, always found interesting, is I used to play racquetball. I wish that I could still, there's, it's hard to find places it's hard to find racquetball courts anymore. <laughs> used to be they were everywhere, and and it it was racquetball. But but I was going usually three times a week to play racquetball with a guy, and we would go over to the gym. And the only time, the only period of time that we ever had to worry about reserving a court was during the first three weeks of January. Um, it, that's the only time. So we would st- we would plan. You know, the first time, first January, we started playing. Um, you know, we we had been playing. There were times we couldn't get a court because everybody had set these resolutions, and people were, "I'm going to go in there, and we're going to we're going to do this." By the end of January, it didn't matter. We just showed up and we had a court. It, it, we never had to reserve a court anymore. And. Uh, but it was, um, you know, it was always the first three weeks because everybody said that, I'm going to play racquetball, we're going to do this, I'm going to get in shape. And, you know, those New Year's resolutions, that's the big one, right? Everybody wants to eat right, especially because, God, you gorge over the holidays and, and uh, you know, there's pie and, and, and food and then more food and then a little bit more food after that. And then maybe, if you know, there's some food after that. It just seems to be a lot of that, and and so everybody says, "Oh, I got to do something after the holidays." That typically last about three weeks, um, but it's not just getting in shape. It's not just uh, you know being healthy and eating right. Um, what are some of the resolutions that you guys have set for the year, and how do you how do you maintain them? How do you keep it from being a three week? three-week accomplishment and, and not beyond that. Is it have any resolution? It's a lifestyle Anybody? change. It's not just a, it's just not something that you set and, and don't really consider how you're going to get it done. Yeah. It, it is definitely, <laughs> you need to change things around to be able to fit certain things in to get things done. If, if What's you your big resolution this year, Paul? Lose about 10 pounds, eat better, don't eat out so much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a topic. So you're talking about, because I've got the same thing, actually. My my goal is to um, to be able to wear a suit when we go to, 
WQA um, in in March. It's early this year in March, and and uh, my suits shrunk for some reason, and so uh, you know all, all my suits they all shrunk, and so I need to um, I need to shrink a little bit so that I can fit into my shrunken suits. I'm sure that's what happened is they were hanging in the closet and I haven't worn a suit in a while, and 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 so they all my, they just shrunk. You know they do that right, um, but but how do you when you say it's a lifestyle change, what is that what does that do? How do you how do you make that happen, Paul? You write it down. There you, you go. It Good. in front of you. Um maybe mm-hmm. it's on a bathroom mirror. Maybe it's a post it note with just an X on it. That's a reminder for you that nobody else knows really what that post it note's about, but you've got them placed in certain areas. It's like, Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do that. And, and you got to stay focused and, and be on track for doing that. Yeah, but writing, writing it down, down is huge. Um, that makes it real. A, a dream if you don't write it down. Yeah, no, exactly. You're exactly. Wow, listen to you knowing your Tom Hopkins. And, and <laughs> too. that was the uh, dream versus goal. That's 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 absolutely correct. So um, the uh, and yeah, you got to write it down and. I mean, I you know, take a picture of yourself without a shirt on and put it in the mirror. That that would, I mean, for me, that would, that would, and if you want one to deter you from eating, I'll take a picture of myself without a shirt on and you can put it on your mirror. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> refrigerator. <laughs> we'll do it. Yeah, like, oh, my God, I don't want to look like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Kelly, I think um, also sharing what your – and maybe, I mean, it doesn't have to be publicly, but I, I know when I had made a life change in my eating habits and exercising and such, and I had lost quite a bit of weight and was in really good shape a long time ago, um, I had, uh, we did a weight loss, uh, like a biggest loser weight loss. <clears throat> and the funniest mm-hmm. part was that I didn't, I, the group that I did it with, I didn't, see them hardly at all it was just mostly like you know we would kind of email each other and stuff like that and I ended up losing like 15 pounds and the person that came in second lost two and there were 10 of us so but I didn't know that if I would have known that nobody else was really losing weight then I wouldn't have kept going but it was also just the the sharing that hey I'm doing this and it's one thing if you just tell yourself okay, I'm going to change my eating habits. But, you know, if you're not sharing it with somebody and you kind of, you screw up and you just kind of give up, it's easier to give up, I guess, other than when you're sharing it. And um, so I think sharing, preparing yourself, that is, I mean, one of my resolutions is to keep my house in order, you know, and like I said, going through, cleaning out closets. I have, you know, eight bags of clothes that I'm donating and it was one of those you have those clothes in the in the closet and oh I'm going to fit into those one day if I do awesome then I'm going to reward myself with new clothes (laughs) so you know or I put some of them that were really nice I can put up in the attic but for the most part just you know prepare yourself if I were to say I'm going to keep my house in order but it was the closets are still a mess and the drawers are a mess I'm not going to be able to keep up with it if I do that. 
Yeah, and I think writing it down. So there's a couple key things I want to point out there that because this this does apply to our work goals as well, right? So what you and Paul have said, there's a couple different things. Um, changing habits, you know. So instead of eating on the big plate, make a smaller plate when you make your meals. I mean, that's a, you know that's there's things that don't have to do with dieting. They have to do with lifestyle changes. Um, my dad is has committed to only eating at the table, not eating, you know, on a couch or, or anywhere else, is only eating at the table, including snacks. So if he wants a snack, he has to get up and, and he's committed to eating at the table, you know, and um, little things like that. Um, the thing that you pointed out, Jen, that I think is key is get involved with other people who share the same goals and motivate each other. That always helps to to have other people that you're working with and that you're doing it together. It's really hard, especially if you live with somebody, you know, to, I mean, we, we've always known that, right? You get two people in the house that smoke, one person decides to quit smoking, um, but the other person is still smoking. It's hard. It's really hard for the first person to quit. You got to surround yourself with other people who are, who have those same goals, who want to, who want to do the same things. And, um, and, and, you know, write it down. So I, you know, a lot of, th- I have a Fitbit. And one of the things that has always worked for me is to log my food intake, you know, to log my calories. Cause it's amazing how many calories certain foods have. And, you know, and, and so you can, if you're writing it down and you're tracking your progress and you're seeing it and you're, um, you know, you're, you're noticing it. So, so how do we apply that to what we do professionally? Well, they're the same concepts. You know, you want to set that goal for, you know, I'm going to have, if you're in sales, I'm going to have four creative sales this month. All right. Well, that's good. And to Paul's, using Paul's terminology, that's that's a dream. Okay. I'm going to have four creative sales this month. All right. That's a dream. Until you write it down and say, all right, I'm going to do that by getting one creative sale a week, and I'm going to accomplish that by, by, you know, um, talking to at least 15 people about water, or by visiting, um, you know, five new construction homes, or, or you know, whatever those are, whatever those those things that will help you get that creative sale. It's setting that goal, but then. But then sitting down, not just saying I'm going to do this, but but saying what am I going to do? You know, I'm going to lose eight pounds this month. Okay, that means or ten pounds. You know, I want to lose ten pounds in the next month. That's pretty pretty hefty goal. That's a that's a big goal. That's you know. But how do you do that? Well, that's two and a half pounds a week. And you know how do you, how do you do that? Well, that means that you're going to have to cut your caloric intake down you know, to, um, you know, and, and, and exercise in order to two and a half pounds a week is a lot of weight. You know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of weight really fast. And, um, you know, you want to be healthy about it too, because that's the problem with, you know, when it comes to fitness, you lose too much, you starve yourself and, and, you know, it's, you tend to gain it back really fast at, at that point, because, um, it's just a diet at that point. It's not a lifestyle change. But professionally, you can't just, um, you know, it's you're not going to have success if you just 
throw out this, I'm going to do this. You've got to follow that up with a plan on how you're going to do it and what you're going to do. And, you know, make it, if you have a monthly goal, great. Start start there. Start with that monthly goal. But then break it down into smaller smaller goals because the you know losing ten pounds at the end of the month sounds like a it's a that's a big task. But then break it down. That way you can gauge: Are you on track? You know, are you um, are you doing the things? You know, so break it down to weekly and then daily and then hourly. You know, how many hours are you working each day? What are you What are you doing? What activity are you actually doing that's that's helping you reach that goal? Anybody have any thoughts on this? You guys there? Yeah, I'm here. I I agree because what I was going to add in earlier is that you have to set attainable goals. And you have to keep motivated. So those are the two things that, that mm-hmm. I apply when I'm setting, you know, changes, making changes or want to reach a certain goal. The other yeah. thing that I want to kind of add is that, you know, don't get discouraged if you don't make those goals. And, yeah. you know, the one thing I used to always tell my kids was, you know, my my son would come home and he really struggled with school, and he'd say, okay, I'm going to get a B on this test. I mean, for him, a B was like, yay, because he struggled so much. He's like, I'm going to get a B, I'm going to get a B, because I always told them also, don't set unrealistic goals. Of course, I would love for you to get an A, but I don't want you to be discouraged if you get a B. And then he'd come back and he'd say, well, I got a B minus or a C plus, and I'd tell him, did you do your best? Did you do everything you could to study and, and work your hardest on it? And he'd say, yeah, Mom, I did. He'd say, then that's all that matters is just continue to do your best and work hard, you know. And then sometimes we fall off the wagon, you know. It, it happens. Just remember, you fall off that wagon, you can get right back on it. So. Yeah, don't be afraid to readjust. That's right. And that's it's it doesn't always have to be an all or nothing, you know. I mean – you're trying to lose that 10 pounds and, and you just, you had the, you had the, God, the ice cream just looks so good. I had to have a bowl of ice cream. All right. So that's fine. Don't go all the way back. I mean, it's, it's a really good point, Jen, you know, to not get discouraged to, to set those baby steps, you know, to, to, um, you know, reward yourself for the successes. Don't focus as much on the failures. Right. So, um, all right. Any final thoughts here on this? I think one more thing to add is, is well, I think we already touched on it, is be around like-minded people. Us jumping on yeah. this call every week and being able to share ideas and thoughts and struggles and rewards and everything else, it's so super important. I know it's difficult if you're the only sales professional on a sales team, then give us a call. You know, Kelly, Michelle, myself, give us a call and and we can chat. We can talk through it. Or we can just even chat. And, and you know, I think that's that's the most important part is is sharing and just having somebody to talk to about what's what you're going through, whether it's successes or failures. Wasn't that the hardest part about 
the zombie apocalypse, you know, in the industry mm-hmm. is not being when they canceled all the all the um, events, you know, not being able to be around the people. We we were still doing these calls during that whole thing, and and man, it, I love that. But but that was, you know, I miss that so much. Just being around like-minded industry people. Um, you're you're right about that, Jen. I. It's just a looking for those opportunities to surround yourself with people that that have the same passions about this industry and about what we do. Um, so, all right. Anything else? Anybody else? I want to say happy New Year to everybody. I really I'm so excited to um, to start this year. We've we've got. I just know that there's going to be a lot of really great things happening this year. Um, just following up on what we started last year. Um, and, uh, I'm glad you guys are along as, as part of the journey. So everybody be safe, have a great day, great week and weekend, and we will talk to you next week, if not before. So thanks everybody. Thanks. Take care.